the three-point shot. <laughs> and we're back. It's episode 14 of the three-point shot. Zach, Ben, and Colin all here with you on a Wednesday afternoon, January 13th. Just had some breaking news come across our desks about the uh, James Harden news. NHL season starts tonight. NBA is underway. NFL playoffs, wildcard weekend wrapped up. We had a broadcast on Nickelodeon. That was a lot of fun if you're uh, nostalgic teenagers like us. We're not even teenagers. We're all in our 20s. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a pretty crazy weekend. Sports are in full swing and uh, a lot going on in the world. So I don't know where we should start, but uh, how are you guys doing? I My question is just, I don't know. Like, I couldn't decide with the Nick broadcast how much of that was nostalgia value and how much of that was just, it was sort of weird and really fun. Like, I don't yeah. think we need the context of our memories of Nickelodeon to enjoy end zone slime cannons. So, yeah, like they were just having fun with it. They're like, yeah, we're going to slap a cheeseburger on Alvin Kamara's head and give him googly eyes. And everybody's like, why? And they're like, I don't know. So somebody said, uh, John Boy said it best. He was like, this Nick broadcast is fun. Like, if I feel like if I, when I was a kid, I would have enjoyed this. And someone's like, this is too cringy. Like, why were you, why would you like this? And then he literally responded, it's made for kids, dude. Not cynical, angry adults. Like, people are clowning on him. They're like, oh, man, you're having young Sheldon explain what a holding is. I was like, yeah, if I was eight, I don't really know. And <laughs> having young Sheldon explain it is going to be about as equivalent as me asking my dad. Can you like, tell me <laughs> right now exactly what encroachment is? No, but young Sheldon can. <laughs> They should, they should honestly, like, they should have celebrities explain. Like, have you guys seen the big short? You know, the yeah. cut scene. You Just know, watched like, it today. <laughs> yeah. I'll have Margot Robbie explain. Where they have people, where they have people. But, like, honestly, I would rather they have, like, Mike Pereira and who's the other guy? Uh, Blandino. I would rather they, like, write out their explanations for every penalty and then just be like, all right, we've got, I don't know riding a unicycle here to explain exactly why this was defensive pass interference. <laughs> I think this is one of those things where they should, in the same way that um, well, like took a lot of stuff from the original XFL, like they took a lot of the like mic'd up and like more cameras on the sidelines and that sort of stuff. I think they should look at the kids broadcast and be like, okay, like re repackage it for adults, but like, I think sometimes, and Zach, I feel like you'll, as, as another sort of really big baseball guy, Colin, not that you're, you're not, but just sort of, it feels like sometimes they look for ways to not have fun with it in certain sports, especially the MLB. And so I think, like, I personally, like, I don't want to go back to, like, the early 2000s when we had, like, Dennis Miller as a color commentator. But I want more weird stuff like the weird Monday night football animations. Those are awesome. Yeah, like everybody likes to make fun of the weird stuff. But like, that's how you grow an audience. Like if people don't like sports already, like that's the that's the thing of like, if you don't already like baseball, what does baseball do to get you to like baseball? I saw one nothing. Thing. Like there's no draw to it if you don't I, already no, not at all. I saw it. one thing. That was like, we wanted to teach these kids to, and learn and have them get excited about football and made them watch the Bears. <laughs> I did see, I saw that too. Also, and Mitch just, Trubisky winning the Nickelodeon that Valuable. That was amazing. That was awesome. I, that, like, an important thing to note about the MVP trophy, MVP trophy, um, is that football reference has it officially recognized <laughs> as an award 
Um, and it is Nick Orange on his on Mitch Trubisky's. Oh my, um, no way! I've got to look. Yes, this. absolutely. It's like it's like 2018 Pro Bowl, 2021 MVP. Um, so you're telling me that Wikipedia <laughs> reference is more fun than Major League Baseball? Yeah, and Wikipedia refuses to allow anybody to talk about the MVP. Like, oh. They're not allowed to list it under. It has like Mister Ohio football from like 2014 on his thing. But they're like, no, you're not allowed to talk about the MVP. <laughs> That's uh, nothing better than sports fans like hijacking online votes and stuff. Like this happened. There were a lot of uh, at like the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, back when things could be fun. There were a lot of like team of the decade things for a bunch of different things. And my favorite was no matter what it was, if it had to do with English soccer. Liverpool fans were just going to take it over and vote for the guy who had played for Liverpool. Yeah, that's the big, uh, big shout out to, I forget how many years ago it was. Um, and I forget the guy's exact name, but the NHL, they used to do, they'd select like their all-star, like, all-star rosters. And then you would have like one or two players that you were allowed to vote. They still do that. But nowadays they tell you who you can vote for because of this. But the internet decided we're going to vote for just some dude. Like, he's a bruiser. He's barely in the league. And he won. And the league was like, you cannot play in the All-Star game. And everybody rioted. And they're like, fine, he can play in the All-Star game. So when the All-Star game happened, he was playing in the minor leagues. Wait, was this this John Scott? Yeah. Yes. He was playing in the minor leagues. They named him captain of the all-star team in a fan vote. So we went from playing in the minor leagues to being captain of the major league all-star team. <laughs> and then the league no longer lets you vote for things. <laughs> they need to, I think every league needs that. Like, I think every league needs, I'm trying to think of one for different league. Um, like the six feet and under dunk contest for the NBA or the three or, or the uh, like three point contest, but fans get to vote on who's in it. The MLB, the MLB used to be, but it's all just like, you just, the fans who's in it. (laughs) The MLB all-star game used to be a fan vote. I don't think it is anymore. No, they still vote. Do you guys remember though going to stadiums and like if you went they like have the little like punch, punch cards, the punch cards? I would yeah. love those. That was awesome. I used to save I them, I, but I don't know where they, they are. They used to make you mail them in, so I would grab like thirty of them and punch them all out, and then never mail them. Well, in. they had so they I had, did nothing with them. They had drop boxes at the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Did um, you guys? Would you guys vote just like down the line, your guys, or were you were you voting? Were you even as a child? Well, being like, I need voter integrity for the no. MLB All-Star. So that's a good question. Well, most of the Yankees when I was a child were the All-Stars anyway, but... Uh, Smug, but fair. Fair. I mean, Derek Jeter and A-Rod were that always. Yeah. Um, I would always vote for Ichiro. Ichiro was my guy. Um, I loved him. And then when he got traded to the Yankees, it was even better. Um, so yeah, uh, I would probably vote mostly Yankees. Johnny Damon, Bobby Abreu, even when he was on the team. Is, is Ichiro a top like legend in the wrong jersey guy of our lifetime? Like what, like what? Brady being on the Buccaneers. Like you know the, the the things where it's like, oh yeah, like ten years from now, it's just like, oh yeah, Brady did finish his career for the Buccaneers. Like Martin Brodeur playing for the Chiefs Blues. jersey. <laughs> yeah, Martin Brodeur yeah. for the Blues is a really good example. 
Yeah, but like that Pre- happens. Like like in baseball, I feel like that happens more often. Is like yes, there's tons of like lifers who like net like if Derek Jeter yeah. were in a different situation, but Ichiro played like still another seven years after he left. Yeah, like one or two years. Brady's not playing another seven years. Um, well, oh, just because team. you said that, just because you said that, he's now going to hear this podcast somehow and win and seven rings eight. with the Bucks. And he's going to play for eight. He's going to go down in history as a buck. strawberries. Uh, Tom Brady's going to okay. go down in history as a Buccaneer, not as a Patriot. That's how are long you, he's going to play. You, are you guys bigger fans of, of the guys like weird in the He got his jersey. start in New England. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I hate you so much, right? I'm so sad. I know I'm the one who brought it up. Why did I do this to me? What's, okay, so what, what's better? The, the guy, the young guy in the wrong jersey, like Trevor Hoffman as a Marlin or David Ortiz on the Twins? Or like the old guy in the wrong jersey where it's like, why is Patrick Ewing in a magic uniform right now? It's definitely old guy in the wrong jersey. I think so, too. It's, it's especially funny when they go, like, ring chasing at the end of their career, and some guys just guess very, very wrong. <laughs> like, because it's okay. all again, because you're like, who do I think could compete? Some guys, like, they get it, or they make a deep run. Some guys go ring chasing on a team that doesn't make the playoffs, and they suck, and the team is bad, and it's a nightmare, and everyone's unhappy. You mean uh, like the Lakers when they had Carl Malone and Gary Payton? Why are we all here? Like Michael Jordan. <laughs> six, Michael Jordan on the Wizards is obviously yeah, one of them. These, these teams that have six Hall of Famers but end up as the four seed in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. Why are we all here? And on the Texans. That's another good one. So, yeah. Uh, what else happened in sports? Alabama won the national championship in football. Good Lord, that was a dismantling. I mean, I'm happy yeah. that, Ohio, that it went perfectly. Clemson and Ohio State both lost and both got kind of killed. So it was nice. Do we think, okay, but do we think Alabama is transitively that much better than Clemson? Or do we think Ohio State just had a really good day? Uh, I think Alabama – would Alabama have won by as many points as they beat Ohio State over Clemson? Maybe not, but Bama would have beat Clemson I think, easily. I think Bama would have crushed either of them. I don't think it would have been particularly. Bama crazy. was the team. Bama is certainly an all-time great offense, probably an all-time great team. I still think last year's LSU was better. Maybe. Uh, better quarterback, obviously. Uh, yeah. I, I. This Bama defense is insane, too. Um, they were more talented than they were good, but I mean – Watching that game, like my, I texted with you guys. My bold prediction was Najee Harris and Devontae Smith would both have 150 yards. Dude had 12 catches for 200 yards in the first half, and then went out with an injury. <laughs> yeah, but just like he broke the of plays they ran for him, where it was just like, okay, we're gonna toss out a screen, and it's just like, okay, you have to make one guy miss, and he's like. How about I make five guys miss and pick up 25 he yards? Broke, he broke catches and yards in a and, t- and tied touchdowns, I think. He was in the top two in each by the end of the first half in a national championship game. National championship game has only been around six years, but that's still insane. No, that was including BCS, I think. No, I, with the one the stat I read was uh oh, was okay. He was, was up uh, there for because there've only been CFP. Yeah, the only national there've only been like national national title games. Since I want to say 1997, just because before it was all of the like conference tie-ins of the Pac-12 champ would play the Big Ten champ in the Rose Bowl. But it was, 
I feel like that would be more fun though, just because you got to do like my dad always talks about. You got to do sort of the math of like, okay, hey, we're number four and we're playing number seven, and number one's playing number twenty-one, and so if four different teams tie and we win by thirty and they lose, and this coach who hates us is forced to vote for us in the poll, we could claim to be national champions this year. And now <laughs> it's just this, and now it's just the same four teams. We have, I, I, I want at least eight teams in the playoff. As as we need more. So I was, I was saying as my friends, I don't know if I brought it up to you guys in our lifetimes. And let's say in the next 50 years, uh, will Maryland make a college football playoff? Under yes. the current format, you think so? I think it depends on where we – well, I mean, obviously it depends is a stupid answer. Because our future, our future will depend on a variety of factors. Maryland's future right now looks very good. Uh, just hired uh, the, the guy from Cincinnati uh, as our offensive coordinator. Dan Enos. Dan Enos. Enos. I don't know. Um, either pronunciation is fine. <laughs> either pronunciation is fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, we hired him as our offensive coordinator. Uh, we had a new offensive line coach. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Um, but and we got some good recruits coming in. It's just, do they yeah. stick around? Is Rakim Jarrett become Devonte Smith? Uh, that's kind of what I don't we're... think anybody's going to become Devonte Smith. Look, if Rakim Jarrett becomes as good as Devonte Smith and Talia Tungabailoa becomes a little less good than Mac Jones, I would really like to be the first Maryland wide receiver to break the trend of being great despite terrible quarterbacks the tradition of, of uh, Diggs and DJ Moore and move on to, if we can move on to the next step of great wide receiver playing with good or even half decent quarterbacks. But yeah, if this is pretty much, if what we're going through right now ends up being the golden era of like, we were looking back in 10 years, like, Hey, remember when we got all those good recruits and we beat Penn state, as opposed to if 10 years from now we're looking back and going, hey, remember when this run started where we started being competitive with those good recruits? Uh, so I think if Loxley can sort of keep the momentum going, uh, that bodes well for the future. And if we sort of take a step back in the next four or five years, then I will feel very negative about us moving forward for a long yeah. time. We'll see what next year brings. Uh, transitioning from one Maryland sport to another, my uh. prediction from last week was very wrong. I said <laughs> go 3-0. and We almost went 0-3, but we went 1-2 and uh, with a bad, bad loss to Indiana. A It was Indiana, right? Yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Bad it, loss to Michigan. No, 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 Iowa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan missed two weeks ago. Uh, could not handle Luca Garza at all. Oh, uh, hot so start promising. in that game. First 10 minutes of that game, I thought, like, wow. Uh, I loved the first 10 minutes of that game. It, you know what it reminded me of? Our freshman year, we played Michigan State at home, and for the first 10 minutes, we. Oh, were, they had the flash mob game. Yeah. yeah, the first flash mob game. You were with us for that one. Yeah. That was one of the ones you came to. I'm almost sure. I don't think I came to the flash mob game. Maybe you didn't. I can't. It was. It was. It was. Freshman year, I went to. I went to Butler. I remember we went. I went to where they. That was a good game. 
they dressed Testudo up as Batman, and it was amazing and that was fun. confusing at the same time. And I went to and, some and others, but I don't quote, remember. Don't quote me on this, but I believe the Butler game was the first time Bruno ever did the, the, the circle finger hand motion. It might have been. I mean, it was one and of the first games of that season. Yeah, I mean, it was Bruno as a freshman, one of the first home games that season that mattered. So it's possible that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then that game, it reminded me of that game and that like, oh, we're not that good, but might get a big at home upset. And then yeah. Iowa was like, no. <laughs> and they made it. <laughs> and then Iowa sort of, it was sort of Iowa was expecting to win just by showing up. And then, then they showed up. Sunday. I'm exhausted. Terps lost twice that week. Pretty much got, you know, beat up in both. I'm watching football all weekend. I'm just tired. And then what happens? What happens? I turn on the Maryland-Illinois game. Not looking good. Like, it looked fine, but it didn't look special. Like, the second half, I kept watching. I was so tired. I'm, like, getting up. I'm, like, wow. We also didn't have Ayala before a game. He was announced yeah. out. Groin injury. I think he's better now, but still. But then the masked man, Daryl Morsell. <laughs> went off he had career high in points in his senior year i mean that kid deserves it. and we beat illinois we're three and zero against illinois since we lost to them at the garden that's a stat i like I forgot we lost to them at the garden i forgot we played them at the garden three good games too if you remember yeah. last year obviously the cowan game do you remember the, our, the game against them our freshman year was one of it was one of the worst most entertaining games of basketball we, i have ever watched fun fact we watched it in me time, and colin's room it was the last time a maryland basketball game went to overtime was it really? Yeah, it was our freshman year. But yes, that was the game. I remember the last minute took probably eight to 12 years off my life. And Bruno it had was like just, a floater, right? It was like a Bruno think, floater. Yeah, Bruno had like a putback or something. I think Herter hit some deep. It was just one of those games where it was, it was sort of very competitive, but it, it wasn't that both teams seemed to be doing their best to win. It's that both teams seem to be trying to lose equally hard. So I have a Snapchat memory from that game, watching it in your room. Yeah. Because uh, we were losing and I was really mad and I knew we were going to be bad. So I took a picture of the screen with the game summary and the Illinois logo. And I don't know if you guys could see this. I just replaced it to say NIT. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. uh, we didn't even make the fun. NIT that year. That's yeah. how bad we were. I'll watch, like, I'll watch games where I'm neutral and people will be making terrible decisions and terrible plays and I'll just be sad. And then I'll watch my own games and I'm invested. And that game had both. Um, ben, I do not know if you're following that much college basketball this year, but Duke are frauds. And that's all I have to say about that. We knew Duke were frauds. Well, while we're talking, I guess, I guess that's a good segue. We're talking about terrible dudes making terrible decisions in games that I don't care about all that much. What the heck was up with, with football and really conservative punts this week? I don't know. That's a really good segue. And Vrabel, Vrabel did that. one against the Ravens, which was ridiculous. It was one of the did worst you see, decisions I've ever seen. Do you guys follow seen. the Cowardly Punt Index? Yes, I do. I do one of the, did you see the one before? So one of them, they were like, it's in the 98th percentile with a cowardly rating of like 27. And then they were like, that one is in the 99th percentile with a cowardly rating of 120. Yeah. Like down by a score, running out of time, fourth and like one in the, like on the, your own, I think you're on your own like 47, but you're not even that far back. Why on earth would you take the delay back up and punt? What are you doing? Actually, it might have been Pittsburgh that took the delay. No, back Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh sent out their 
punt team to do a hard count, which I thought was it was the first play of the fourth quarter. They had brought it down. First of all, they punted from the Browns' 38-yard line down 28 nothing in the first quarter. That was bad. But it's the first What? Right. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to the first quarter. That's bananas. Yeah, I, it is. And then they had – so they had fourth and one. They made it a two-score game. They have all the momentum. It is fourth and one. They have the entire quarter break to think about it. They send their punt team out to do a weird gadget hard count. They take the delay of game. The punt goes into the end zone. The Browns immediately march down and score for the first time in like a quarter and a half. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, I never quite see a team hand momentum back to another team when you're rolling that aggressively. Quite like that. And it wasn't even like, when you want to talk about momentum switching, I have an easy example of a couple of years ago, the Eagles are playing the Saints in the playoffs. The Eagles are killing them. Saints look dead in the water. They're deep in their own zone. They go for a fake punt. They get it. Saints get all the momentum, changes the game. But at least that was a decision where the guy is like, I'm going to take a risk, and it paid off. This wasn't even a risk. You're not gambling anything. You're down two scores and you have 15 minutes left in a do or die game. Like, why on earth are you not taking every chance to win here? It's not even a crazy place to be going for it on the field, even if you're not down two scores. Like, ugh. I yeah. will say, did you guys see the record that was set during uh, during Brown Steelers? No. I think it was a scoregami, wasn't it? Uh, it may have been. But I love Scorigami. Somebody said, I also love Scorigami. Somebody set an NFL record, regular and postseason. For what? Ben Roethlisberger had the most completions in a single game in NFL history. Is that counting the interceptions? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so instead of the he beat, he beat my man, Drew Bledsoe, who went, it was a game. I actually, I was very impressed because my dad, you realize that my dad paid a lot more attention to sports before he had to take care of three kids because it was a game like yeah, two and a half. Yeah, it was a. It was a. I, I asked him if he could remember who because Rothbury had forty-seven completions, which it feels like the record should be more. Yeah, uh, I figured it would have been. He broke the record. Not only could my dad guess who uh, whose record he broke, which was Drew Bledsoe, but he knew the game. You know, Drew Bledsoe went 45 for 70 in a game against the Vikings in 1998. Because the, <laughs> the fact that a team in 1998 passed 70 times in and of itself is outstanding. <laughs> oh, my God. Drew Bledsoe was a gunslinger, and he might be my favorite player of all time. And God really? willing, I can fit back into the jersey of him I have. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady not taking that one. Anyway. Um, I, I – Wes Welker. <laughs> a guy who's underappreciated drew bledsoe also i love drew bledsoe because when i was like two i had a drew bledsoe jersey that i apparently refused to take off of the remaining teams who do you think is going to win the super bowl it's going to be chiefs or packers i got the Packers for me yeah. i it's, love Aaron i know Rogers, it's the easy, one of my favorite you, players let's, let's go get let's go game by game and make and make before we even even before we get to formal bowl predictions let's just get everybody on record with their predictions for each game yeah, now that the seating is done. This week's we got, game. We got, we got first game, Rams-Packers, 4.30 on Saturday. Packers are going to kill them. I have the Packers. I have the Seahawks, but I have the Packers. Green Bay, Green Bay by, do you think they'll cover? It's a six-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah. Yeah, I think they cover. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I can't see that. Uh, Ravens at the Bills Saturday night. This should be a really good game. Can you, can you guess have faith in my boy Josh Allen? The line, three. Who do you think's favored? Nah, I'm going to say it's a bigger – Buffalo. Buffalo minus exactly right. Buffalo, Buffalo minus two and a half. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Buffalo covers. I don't, yeah, I think uh, spread that low, I think they'll cover. I think that's going to be the best game of the weekend, though. I agree. Oh, I absolutely. I think – I mean, both of them – the NFL, I don't know if this was, like, just how it ended up, but they did a good job because the two late games are going to be the two better games, I think. Because you have Browns-Chiefs, Chiefs favored by 10. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I don't think they're going to cover. I think it's going to be a close game. Chiefs, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are going to win. I think, I think they're going to. Oh, I, I agree. I think they're going to. I think the Browns are going to get waxed. Listen, if I'm wrong, I'll eat my words, but I, I don't think there's any way the Browns go in there against a team that actually seems to want to play football. On like the Steelers, and I think they're just gonna get. <laughs> Hold on, shredded. breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Maryland basketball, because their game Saturday against Nebraska was postponed, uh, has scheduled a game against Division Two Wingate. Woo! <laughs> a school I've never heard of, but at least we get to play a game. <laughs> Wingate, which sounds like a confusing scandal. They won, and it was a scandal. It is Wingate opposite of the eagles in weeks they chose to face a d2 program because it doesn't affect net rankings so Uh, it's pretty much an exhibition but they get a win in their book if they get it yeah sure um yeah i have no count i i agree that logically the chiefs should absolutely wax the browns i just got a feeling it that's that's my one like like gut feeling thing um and uh, actually my two gut feeling things are i think the ravens are going to beat the bills yeah, the, uh, no, the Bills will beat the Ravens. All right, and then what's the other – what's the Sunday games? Uh, and then Bucks Saints. Saints. Um, that's going to be close. I have the Saints, though. I think it's going to be an ugly one. Uh, in New Orleans. Where it is fan, make a what, what, what are we, we show up for those QBs? I mean – What was the question? I mean, if it does, then you've just got Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Drew Brees, I, I trust, can handle the ball. Skill to- Roof guys, this is an insane matchup. But uh, I don't know. I think this is going to be an ugly I, one. I, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a, a low score. I think both both quarterbacks just kind of like, like look you're good. for the national championship game. Yes, I don't think it's going to be quite as ridiculous as a four score prediction for the game, national championship but, game. By the way. Yeah, I had Bama uh, with two. Uh, what? <laughs> but my favorite part, yeah, was that you. Uh, was that you? I texted because I was texting with you guys, and you texted score prediction six four. And as I was typing, how do they get that six? You just went two field goals, and I was like, yeah, I, either he's mirrored my phone, or we're just really on the same page here. Yeah, I was feeling a low score for that one, and I was. Very, very wrong. Uh, but um, I have a little more faith in this just one. Just to recap, the games we're unanimous on are we all think the Packers are going to win and we all think the Chiefs are going to win. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bucks and Bucks Saints. I think I'm taking if I had to, if I have to pick one. Yeah, I'll take the Saints too, and then um, you two think the Bills, and I think the Ravens. I like this stat I saw that said Tom Brady and Drew Brees both have the same amount of postseason wins against NFC teams. Yep, with seven. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees was an AFC quarterback for a little bit for like what five years? Uh, four, yeah, I think so. I think four. I mean, in terms of all-time great QB running back combinations. The Chargers had Ladadian Tomlinson and Drew Brees and did nothing. Yeah, well, it was also young Drew Brees, though. Yeah, I guess. Unimportant, because you got to remember, like, yeah, they had the Colts had Peyton Manning, but it was young Peyton Manning, so like... Yeah, they had him until he was pretty old, too. Well, they also had Peyton Manning and Peyton amazing Manning Peyton was a Manning. Hall of Famer if he when he retired when he retired yeah yeah no I'm not saying yeah I'm just saying for those first Manning three or four years he was in the same way that Brady's had two Hall of Fame careers now one with the Bucks and one <laughs> I hope he goes. I don't know if they do this in the NFL, but I hope he goes into the Hall of Fame as a Buck just for the they meme. Do the, they do the busts with the. Uh, it's just like generic shoulder pads and then and then the head. I, I I want Brady to request because he'll be able to because he's Brady. Just special request a Bucks helmet on his bust. Uh, <laughs> if you have a jawline like that at forty three years old, you're not covering your face anytime you don't have. Maybe he'll do no face mask like Mason, like that one court, like Mason Rudolph when he got knocked out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just leatherhead style helmet with the Bucks logo on it. All right, um, John Krasinski. They can take it. Uh, they can be there to present him. That's the NFL. MLB. Peterson got fired. I, I think I, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I feel like we just yeah, talked Doug, about that so much off the air that. <laughs> yeah, Doug Peterson today? got fired. I don't know. We're we're interviewing every every available candidate, and we'll end up hiring Gerard none Mayo of them today. Uh, be the second yeah. year in a row that a uh, NFC East. If you hire him, it would be the second year in a row an NFC East team has stolen a not coordinator from the Patriots to be head coach. Yeah, I doubt they go that route. Uh, I your team petition hires doesn't want a thirty-four-year-old linebacker as your head coach. Yeah. I would petition for Eric Bieniemy, though. It's possible they want to move away from just clones of Andy Reid. Because <laughs> we, we're like, yeah, we had Andy Reid. And then we're like, okay, we're going to mix it up with Chip. And then that very didn't work. So we're like, we'll just get young diet Andy Reid. And then that kind of stopped working. So we're like, we'll go get another young diet Andy Reid. I mean, diet literally? Or, or diet as in like watered down as a coach? Or both? Watered down as the coach. Doug Peterson's uh, would treat all the players to ice cream at the end of the game. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> at the end of like practice and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the Eagles are a complete dumpster fire and the entirety of management seems to be a nightmare. Um, would you rather be the Eagles or the Texans right now though? Because uh, at least you don't have, they, like, they seem to have a Rasputin. Yeah, I would, I would be, they definitely have a Rasputin. Um, yeah, I'd rather be, uh, I'd rather be the Eagles just because I have faith in the owner. Um, cause I think eventually, uh, you know, fingers crossed, he'll realize that his blind faith to Howie Roseman might not be good in the long term. but maybe I'm wrong. And Howie Roseman is the GM forever. And we are <laughs> terrible forever. Like the Phillies. Um, <laughs> so 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the NFC East is still garbage. Uh, Ron Rivera is the longest tenured head coach in the NFC East. <laughs> that's that's a stat I love. Um, yeah, uh, Elaine Vigneault is the longest tenured coach in all of Philadelphia sports. He was hot, he has played one season with his team so far. Elaine Vigneault has one year, Joe Girardi has one year, Doc Rivers is in the middle of his first year, and we have not hired a football coach. Oh, yet. even in New York, so, that's that's true. There's like one coach of like New York sports that's like I forget who it was, but like because the Yankees, Giants, Jets, uh, Mets, obviously. Um, oh, Mets, Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. That was a big trade, but like that's more just the Indians like rebuilding than anything. Like they, they I don't like it. <laughs> Also, like it's, Mets being good. it's a blockbuster. It's the Indians and the Mets, so I can't take it seriously. But like, also, um, do you want to give us your, your preview of the New York Rangers? Uh, no, I won't start watching until I think they're really good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you won't be watching for another. It could be a weird years. year for them. Yeah, I and there's like next, next year, even honestly, with the way the Rangers have built, they got the really, really, How does it really work? Lucky. There's four divisions, and you don't play outside your division. Yeah, so there's okay. four divisions. Um, you only play the teams in your division, so east, west, north. I guess south if I was guessing, but I'm not confident it Isn't is. Isn't it like east, central, west, Canada? Well, north, east, west, I think it's east, west, central, north. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool. it is the Canada division, but they call it the north. Okay. Um, yeah, but you uh, 56 game season, you only play the teams that are in your division top three from each go um i believe the number one how does the playoffs work for some reason i want to say the number one gets like a buy while the other two play and then each sends because i know each division is going to send someone to the championship so that the the eastern and western team stanley cup like the well no, the, the conference championship um to a It'll probably be North Champ versus East Champ, and then Central Champ and West versus West Champ. Central. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how it's going to end up. So I guess the only way to do that, because I know the top three out of each division make the playoffs. So I guess the only logical way is that number one gets a bye, two and three play each other, one plays them, and then the winner of that goes to the thing, which kind of benefits yeah. uh, the second seed, because or you could do five, or you could do one versus four and two versus three, but. Yeah, I, yeah you that? could, but I think they've already said that that's not what they're doing. I think it's top right. three go. So, I mean, how do you feel about these little be, flyers? Are going to be good, right? Oh, they're yeah, going to be very supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, um, I just I think of I think of when our podcasting and radio show hosting started, and you went on a very expletive rant about gritty. Uh, when I did not swear, I was on the radio. I did say some things I might not say today, but. I did not swear you did not <laughs> because you love gritty now too. You did not expect him to become the phenomenon that he had become. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't. I well, look I at was him. upset. I was upset with the design solely, but then they steered into the skid in what I can only say is one of the best displays of marketing I've ever seen. Where they're oh, like, everybody's like this. Yeah. Everybody's like this thing looks like a, a homeless person, and they're like, yeah, he is. And uh, you already <laughs> know. And you- <laughs> Uh, yeah he is um i just love the backstory is he lived underneath the stadium and ate garbage and when they were doing renovations they found him underneath the stadium 
He that is literally his official backstory. He doesn't. Crazy, that's our backstory for Brad Marshawn. He doesn't <laughs> fly yet, right? Uh, we've flown him around before. He's but done. He fly. No, he he does not fly on his own power. He no, we. Will. They're we keeping slap that him on secret. some cords, and when you guys get to the Stanley Cup, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, gritty," because we're the Flyers. Kid, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Thirty minute te- national television special. How gritty got his wings? Like put wings on his back because he, he, he needs his arms to do wings. gritty stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, he absolutely needs to sprout wings. Yeah, That's no, gritty. Gr- you guys are the Philadelphia Flyers. We're gonna get you hired with the Flyers PR team. This is going to be your brainchild. It's going to be if the, if the Flyers win the Stanley Cup, Gritty gets his wings. Yeah, that'd be pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, that's you gotta get you gotta get behind it. That's the only NHL we're going to talk. I'm kidding. Uh, um, I mean, there's unfortunately not much to talk about yet. Captain Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, it finally happened. The one benefit of Chara leaving and playing for the Capitals for quite literally uh, no reason. Um, is that we finally get Bergeron to be a captain, which is a good thing for the long-term just uh, bookkeeping for the Bruins. Willie O'Ree, uh, number being retired. That's a good I thing. did see that. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Uh, first, I do like first African North American. I believe he's Canadian. Um, I think he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to play in the NHL, only played like 48 games, but. Um, and a lot of people. No, yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. Absolutely, it's it's a respect. Thing. My first favorite player's number because Sean Thornton wore it, and we had Craig Smith had to change his number. Um, but I, I think we'll find a way to live with that. I did have uh, I did get to uh, uh, I was speaking to a Capitals fan earlier this week, and I got a I we we threatened them to take me and my brother threatened them to take good care of Zdeno Chara, uh, but also. Colin, I feel like you'll appreciate. Uh, we ha- we had a spirited discussion about Tom Wilson. <laughs> I said, um, I said something about Tom Wilson is a decent hockey player who's kind of good looking and one of the league's preeminent cheap shot artists. And, and this person came back with, "You need to upgrade all of those statements." He is a fantastic hockey player, an objectively smoking hot man, and one of the league's preeminent cheap shot artists. <laughs> Uh, fantastic might be pushing it a little That's bit. That's what I was me, saying. He's, yeah. I, if if you're saying he's smoking hot, I can come around to him being smoking hot. He's, a good he's pretty guy. good. He's pretty good. He's like an 85 out of a hundred, but he's not like a fantastic player. Come on now. Uh, no, he's just, he's just, if you get, he's, he's, if he's a facelift version of Matt Cook. <laughs> well, he's, like, he's like, worlds better than Matt Cook. Uh, oh, I know, but like he's sort of in the Sean Avery mold of like the reason Tom Wilson doesn't get as much like crap as those guys got is that he's actually good at the sport. Yeah, I can't yeah. stand him though. I hate the Capitals so much more now. I'm, I'm well, you get so to play hurt. him a whole bunch this year. I'm just so hurt. How do you feel about the like little the the series things they're doing? How you play like two games in each? Uh, um. You know, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. It's kind of weird in hockey to play the same team back-to-back, but special circumstances because of all this. It'd be more weird and probably worse coronavirus-wise to be traveling around every yeah. couple of days. So to just, like, a lot of them are home and homes. 
Um, so it's not that big a deal. But yeah. Elaine Vigneault, the coach of the Flyers, brought up a good point. He's like, it's going to create, like, kind of more of a playoff atmosphere. So it'll be well, interesting to see thinking. if these games – if you play these teams back-to-back, like, the, the memory gets a little bit shorter. Like, I can hit you harder for something you did yesterday that, like, might not have been something I would have done if we hadn't played each other for three weeks. But because yeah. it's three days later – but you still get those ones. I mean, the the example I always go to for long term rivalries is the 2011 Bruins had a game with three fights in the first four seconds, and they had it was against the Stars, and they had beef with the Stars from 2008. So, like, some guys have some pretty long memories. But yeah, that was part of the re- the only reason I like. It's a positive and a negative of. It's fun, but part of the thing that's so fun about the playoffs is it's the only time you're seeing another team that much. Yeah. And you get, like, part of what's special about the playoffs is it does not matter who you play. You are going to hate them by game three. Yeah. I have never had a series that the Bruins have been in where by the time puck drop starts on game three, even teams I have never thought about. We played, like, in 2014, we played the Red Wings. I didn't care about the Red Wings. By game three, I was sitting there going, if Nicholas Cronwall makes a good play, I'm going to jump off my roof. Like, Yeah, I was foaming at the mouth last year. I never really cared much for or against the Canadians. They were always kind of an afterthought. But coming out of that series, I was foaming at the mouth. And you hate them for years afterwards. Yeah, I, I still kind of wish bad on them. Not the players individually. And some you beat of the players them, individually. You? Yeah, we did. Um, but it was just the fans and the coverage and the players and the coaches. And it's just sometimes just, man, I don't yeah. care for it. <laughs> like, um, it's been 10 years and I hate the Canucks. Hey, guys. Yeah. We're, uh, we're kind of running out of time if you want to get to no more jobs. <laughs> Do you still hate teams you've played in the playoffs, though, Zach? What? Really quick. You, still, what? you still hate teams you've played in, like, random playoff games and series. Uh, in hockey? No, not in hockey. Just in sports. In any in sport. I mean, yeah, also in hockey. Like, I hate the Caps and the, and the Habs because, like, I remember as a kid watching us play them. Like, yeah, I, yeah, of course. <laughs> I hate the Rays more because we played them in the playoffs. Like, I hated them before. Now I, they're our, one of our top rivals now. I've always hated the Red Sox. That's not bad. Yeah. But, um, no, but, like, the, the playoffs is where, it, outside of, like, special circumstances, because there can be regular season games where, you're, like, a rivalry was born or really made a lot better. But, yeah, the playoffs you get. Just yeah. Moments. Yeah, I mean, playoff hockey is is the best. Play. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the play is different. I mean, it's it's a different sport, and it's it, yes, playoff hockey is the best sport in the world. Yeah, and you know, enough teams get a chance. Uh, that, that happens. Is this the last season without the Seattle Kraken? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Um, <laughs> that's an awesome team name. Um, the okay. crack are rocking up next. No year. more jobs. Do you guys remember who I said I was going to take? I was trying to find it, but I couldn't. I think you went with. I think um, you said you were going to go with Big Ben. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, I hate Ben Roethlisberger. Always have, and he lost. Everybody hates Ben. No more jobs for oh, yeah. you, Ben Roethlisberger. Retire and get on with your life. Ben Roethlisberger now, though, but four interceptions. Yeah. No. Get on with yourself, Big Ben. No more jobs for you. That's all I got. Now, how about you, Ben? Who's your no more jobs? Um, I have a bunch. I think I'll go right now with – I'm just frustrated with – To do my, my quick grandpa talks about boxing. 
just I'm frustrated with the uh, a lot of the guys in the lightweight division right now just because there's so many good guys and I mean good fighters I don't know if they're good people or not but they have so Ryan Garcia beat Luke Campbell Garcia I don't like but is absolutely incredible and by beating him he became a mandatory challenger for Devin Haney who has a WBC belt which is a separate issue but just like they're both now, despite the fact that it would be a big fight, it would be for a belt. Like, I don't really think that's fair because whatever. It would be a big fight for a belt, and it's a mandatory. And they're both like, nah, I want to fight other people. And I'm like, look, I get that money is an issue, and I get that your, your earning window is limited. But, like, this would be a big money fight. It's a big name fight. And the guys you both want to fight aren't going anywhere. Like spirit of it. If it's a difference of like, okay, I can get paid five hundred grand, or I can get paid fifty million dollars. Yeah, that's a difference. But if it's if it's if it's I'm gonna get paid eight million versus I'm gonna get paid ten million, and one fight is sort of whatever, and one fight is like makes the division and the sport stronger go for that and it's mandatory it's a man this should be the easiest thing in the world and they can't do it so no more jobs i'm gonna put it mostly on haney right now just because i'm annoyed with him more uh but i don't like garcia i've never liked garcia uh despite the fact that he's absolutely electric um no more jobs to both yeah, I'm going to go kind of a little broad, and it might be cheating a little bit, but I'm going to just go with players on football teams that cannot shut their mouth and not give the other guy <laughs> bullet board material. There you about. go. Yeah, man, um, I, I, that's what I wanted to talk about too. Um, you know, talking about Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool and these guys that talk a bunch of trash, fire up the other team, and then lose. But I'm also talking about the Titans dancing on the Ravens logo when they beat them in the regular season or last year or whenever it happened. And the Ravens going out and doing it back. And I don't have a problem with returning the returning the thing for from the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like, come on. Like at a certain point, you have to learn when people don't like you, they play a little harder against you. And when you taunt them like that, you get them a little more fired up. Well, my thing, my thing, I, I think you make a good point, is I actually have more of a problem with, like, Claypool thing this week because there's an argument to be made of, oh, if they're angry, they're more focused on sort of being angry at you than, like, playing their game or whatever. And people talk about, like, oh, you can get someone out of their game with, with trash talking or whatever. Whether or not you believe that's true, people say it. And so if that's your game, that's one thing. If you're, like... If you're Juju Smith-Schuster and your thought process, which I don't think this is his thought process, but if your thought process is, if I can get these guys focused on hitting me that little bit harder rather than, you know, sticking to their assignment that little bit better, yeah, okay, that could give you a competitive advantage. But Chase Claypool, the day after his team's season ends on a live stream, just like, yeah, I think they're going to lose this week, so it's all good. It's like, no, it's not. Like, you don't get to be like, Okay, you, you know, you're if you're a small fish and a bigger fish eats you, and then a bigger fish eats that fish, you're not suddenly out back swimming in the ocean. Like, you <laughs> you're have, still at home, you have, dude. You don't get to come back. If you want, if you, no, no, if you, I, and, and people being like, 
I don't have any problem because they're like the anti-fun people who are like, yeah, I'm not shouldn't be making TikToks and Chase Claypool should be like, like you don't have to be a miserable person outside of football. Yeah, you lost. Go play video games. Go live stream. You're you're young and you're famous. That's fine. But the the stuff targeted at the other teams, I agree. The, the juju doing the dances on the team's logo. What's that stuff? Like the first time you do that and you lose, you, you stop. stop. Yeah, and I agree. yeah, especially when the opponent quarterback is like, yeah, we saw that. Let them like they name dropped that. Yeah, it's not no, even they're... like you just happened to lose. They specifically said they played harder because of that. So you're like, oh, that doesn't work. I'll stop doing it. And then they continued to do it after they lost. Yeah. That's like Eric Ebron said like, oh, they're going to get smacked in the next round though. Dude, at least they're playing in the it next just, round. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's what I'm saying. Like Claypool on his live stream, he's just like, but my problem was, he was like, they're going to get smacked. So it's all good. It's just like, no, it doesn't like, that doesn't matter. If you yeah, Like you're allowed I guess, I guess, to give your opinion you're rooting on against them. Yeah. Like, you're allowed okay. to give your – if you're like, yeah, I think they're going to get waxed, like, whatever. But, like, oh, it's all good. I don't feel bad we lost because they're going to no, get No, but you can't – yes. Like, trying to still minimize and crap talk the Browns despite the fact that they beat them. Like, it was it was him trying to do the juju. The Browns are still the Browns. But after the Browns wipe you up. Exactly. Um, bold predictions. You go first. All right, I'll start. Um, mine is that a certain baseball team will sign a certain baseball player whose first name consists of two letters. My bold prediction is that this week the Phillies will sign JT Rail Muto. <laughs> I like that. That, was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, have you seen LeMahieu wants his, uh, wants his people to reach out to the... Uh, no, 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 no. It's on both sides. So basically what happened is the Yankees told LeMahieu, hey, we're giving you four years, $100 million. DJ said, well, I want five years and 125. They said, okay, go get some other offers. Let us know what they are. And then, and then we'll, we'll make you that offer, but we're not going to do that. And he's like, well, I'm not talking to other teams though. And they're like, well, then why would we give you a better offer? You don't have one. So it's on both ends. Like the Yankees should have given him a better offer to start, but also like they're probably willing to beat whatever any other team is going to give him. So like, we shall see. They Red Sox aren't going to get it. (laughs) My bold prediction, Red Sox make a blockbuster trade because every time I check our baseball, they're like, Sox trade Ben Intendi. Sox trade Jackie Bradley Jr. I don't know who they're trading, but it seems like the stove is hot in Boston. Yeah, We're we're, we're interested in every free agent. As far as I can tell, we've been the the second choice for everybody who signed this offseason. Bold prediction, uh, before we next record, Patrice Bergeron will have his first captain hat trick. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, that's all we got on this uh, episode of the Three Point Chat. You guys got any final thoughts? Put the C on Patty B. I'm happy. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're still under the WMUC umbrella, so I can't quite say what I want to say, but we're coming close. <laughs> okay uh we'll be back uh maybe next week maybe maybe a little delay in that some uh, some big things happening over here at the three point shot uh, follow us on twitter at three point shot pod and uh is that it Colin? that's it right yeah us uh, it's close enough <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll see you next time